The music alone creeps me out. I gotta say, I do like a good conspiracy theory. I just do. You know, I'm one of those guys where I'll see a story, I'll hear a story, and I wonder, there's got to be more to it than that. There just has to be. Well, we're closing in. It's coming up. It's the 60th anniversary of the JFK assassination. It's tomorrow, in fact. There are conspiracy theories about this one, too. Joining us to talk about it is tenured professor in the Humanities Department of Champlain College Saint-Lambert, author of Thinking Critically About the Kennedy Assassination, Debunking the Myths and Conspiracy Theories, also host and creator of the Paranoid Planet podcast. Jacques Gagné joins us on the show today. Hello, Jacques. How are you? Michelle. Uh, Michelle. Sorry, Michelle. I went with the the middle name and not the first name. Michelle, how are you doing? Sorry, man. I'm doing very well. Yourself? Very good, thank you. Oh, let's uh, let's focus right now, first and foremost, in on the Kennedy thing. There's a million conspiracy theories, but why do people like conspiracy theories so much? Do you have a do you have a conspiracy theory on that? Well, there's a lot of conspiracy theories, so take a long time to unwrap <laughs> all of them. If yeah. you ask about Kennedy in particular, uh, you know what I say in my book is uh, it's it's not the story people want to hear. Unfortunately, it's the only one that we can prove that there was one man with one gun. Uh, There are many reasons why people want to believe that some obscure group is plotting uh, against them to to create no assassinations and other terrible events. Uh, But ultimately, uh, we love stories. Uh, Humans are uh, purpose-seeking machines. We're not really truth-seeking machines, not by default. Let's, Let's talk about, first and foremost, what is a conspiracy? Do you want to go down that road first? Yeah, so we have to distinguish between conspiracy and conspiracy theory. Yeah. Uh, Conspiracies happen all the time. You know, it's a legal term. Uh, It's a secret arrangement between two or more people who intend to manipulate others or lie or cover something up. So we see, you know, we see criminal rackets happening all the time. So it's not that a conspiracy is something that uh, should make a person wear a tinfoil hat. The problem is how we go about trying to believe or trying to prove that conspiracies happen. So we could say that there are, in general, theories about conspiracies. You know, journalists go about trying to show that the mafia or some political group, um, maybe even a terrorist group, are going around trying to cause some harm. Uh, when we talk about conspiracy theories, I, I like the definition given by a philosopher from Britain called Kassim Kassam. He says, you know, conspiracy theories with a capital C and a capital T tend to be a form of propaganda. They're kind of shortcuts to, to the truth uh, so that you can try to man- manipulate other people with claims that are uh, c- loosely connected by factoids, but they're not really either logically consistent or they don't take into account all of the evidence that's available. We do, we do have this thing called social media, which I'm guessing has probably re- amplified conspiracy theories beyond belief, huh? It has, but I think it's just made them easier to access. Okay. Uh, you know, human culture for, I don't know, thousands of years have believed that there have been secret powers of work at work. You know, in ancient uh, societies, maybe that took more of a religious form. Uh, today, they tend to be more political. Uh, we fear governments, we fear taxes, we fear other types of manipulation. So the real powerful elements in our world are not nature so much as the, the human institutions that are meant to make our lives better. But, you know, they have a lot of power and money, and they do things in secret sometimes, so our mind often wanders and assumes that they're doing some very, very bad things. 
Is this a healthy thing? Because I naturally now, as I get older, I default to conspiracy theories. But I, but I always try to bring it back to the truth, whatever that is. But uh, is it is it healthy? Is it just say that your mind is trying to be open to all options? Well, it's hard to me to speak for everybody. There are certainly people who uh, resort to violence. You know, a lot of very violent acts. If you think of the Boston uh, Marathon bombings, or even Lee Harvey Oswald's murder of President Kennedy, there was conspiracy beliefs behind these actions. But the majority of people who believe in conspiracy theories, we could say are just kind of occasional consumers of the strange, of the bizarre. It's when it starts really affecting the relationships, when it makes them willing to conspire themselves. I think that's when we have to be worried. And it it plays a very important uh, psychological and emotional toll on on the people who believe them. Uh, When you believe one conspiracy theory, you're more likely to start believing more. And eventually, it's like being in an underground city with all of these tunnels that go in different directions, and it's really hard to get out. I was in there for a long time, so I speak from experience to say that when you when you give yourself to the conspiracy mindset, you start to lose a certain connection to other people and to reality. Is there a correlation between conspiracy theories and government? Do, do, do one Does one feed the other? Because every time the government says something, people go, well, I don't believe that because of this. I'm just finding that we're seeing more and more of that. Do, do you agree with that or no? Well, I, I think... It, Human nature, you know, humans can be incredibly good, but also incredibly conniving. And so I've met people whose conspiracy theories are limited to their family and the people that they know in their community. Others tend to ascribe everything to something going on in Ottawa or Washington. Right. So I think our ideology shapes the types of conspiracy uh, beliefs, conspiracy stories that we'll find more convincing. For some reason, JFK really uh, resonated with me when I was in university, and then I went on to believe that the Freemasons were controlling a bunch of things, then 9-11 happened, and I had to kind of deprogram myself from the the automatic assumption that some, um, I don't want to say occult in the, in the religious sense, but in some, some hidden group is somehow uh, plotting behind our backs all the time. How's your Latin? Because I I would have to say reduction to the impossible. But you would say if you were saying it in Latin, it would be what? Uh, Well, my Latin's not very good, but I pronounce it reductio ad absurdum. And that Uh, is? That would be the way that we go about. I I often, you know, favor this approach. I talk to my students. If you're going to have a discussion about conspiracy theories, ask the person a lot of questions and then ask yourself what else would have to be true if this particular claim was true. And the example that I give in the article that I published this week uh, on the Aristotle Foundation uh, website uh, is about the the whole idea that the Zapruder film, you know, the film of the Kennedy assassination, was somehow doctored by the CIA. So many other things would have to be true that uh, that defy intelligence and the facts that it turns out that it's pretty much impossible for that story to be sustaining. I found it incredible reading uh, reading that uh, that people would actually not be trusting that film because to me that was the only thing I trusted. <laughs> <laughs> well, know? it depends what you want to believe, I guess. Yeah. You know, some people do. Some conspiracy believers, uh, they're fine with that film as it is because they use it as proof that Kennedy was shot from the front. You know, this whole back into the left motion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which has... We might not have time, but there's some very good explanations for that that do not involve a shooter from the grassy knoll. But others who believe that there were maybe multiple shooters or a much longer assassination um, uh, sequence, 
require more to be added to that film. So that's where the need to believe that there is a quote-unquote an extant film, one that actually was the original from which uh, the one that we have was doctored, that comes into play. So even conspiracy believers, uh, JFK conspiracy believers, don't agree on, on what this film, uh, according to them, whether it's legitimate or not. Have you been to the Have you been to the Six Four Museum and into Dallas? Have you had a chance to go to that site? Yes, I did a whole road trip. I did a conspiracy road trip to the United States last year. Okay, and I did a number of episodes on my podcast about that. And yes, I spent some time in Dealey Plaza meeting some interesting people. Well, I've been there twice, and I think of all these conspiracy theories. And so, of course, you walk down, you stand on the X on the street, which is, by the way, down more of a hill than you think. Right. Yeah. You can't tell, which, of course, that's why the car sped up a little faster. Uh, That's what they say. Uh, But uh, anyway, uh, when you start hearing all these conspiracy theories and you actually stand on that X and you look up at that window on the sixth floor, you look over and that white fence is still there. The grassy knoll is still there. And you start to wonder all this stuff that I kind of started to believe in. I just don't know if I can believe that anymore, because it just seems that now that I'm here, Everything seems to be, as my mom would say, too far-fetched. But Well, good for you, because okay. there are a lot of people who go there, and they're even more convinced really? when, they, when they see the place. So I think, you know, that's the thing about conspiracy theories. We see what we want to see. It's right. a bit like looking at a cloud when we're hungry. We'll see a hamburger, you know, or something of that effect. Yeah. Um, so this is, a, this is something we call confirmation bias. We tend to listen to stories and look at information, and if our heart is set on a particular thing being the case, then it's very, very hard to change a person's mind. Are you surprised that we're about to hit the 60th anniversary? This story just continues, and it just seems like I always find out something new every time I watch a special on television. It's amazing to me how the, this thing has had such a lingering effect over everybody, not just Americans. Yes. Um, What fascinates me even more now, because I was a JFK conspiracist some 15 years ago, all the way back to university, but I find it even more fascinating now to look at the politics, the sociology, the private lives, and especially the psychology of how people come to believe in stories that require this very complicated, complex uh, plot uh, that that is spread out over multiple generations. Uh, There's something incredibly... I don't want to say, well, religious, but I don't mean to say bad. I'm a religious person myself. But there's something um, almost fanatical in, in, a, in a kind of a cultish sense in the way that people believe in this and many other conspiracy theories. It fills a void, but at the same time, it's, it's not particularly hopeful. It actually creates a great deal of despair. Mm-hmm. And JFK conspiracists, including my old, old self, I would say, are, are not very happy individuals. They're very angry. They're looking for someone to blame, and then they find a scapegoat, and they called it the military-industrial complex or the CIA or the deep state, but they still haven't answered the question, right? It still becomes, it's still very, very vague who it is they're blaming. Hey, Michelle, thanks for your time today. Before you go, tell us a little bit about your podcast, too. Oh, well, I, my podcast is called Paranoid Planet. Uh, I interview various uh, journalists academics. In fact, I have an episode that just came out today in the second part tomorrow okay. where I interviewed Judge Bird Griffin, who was on the Warren Commission. Wow. All right. Thanks for your time on this. It's just you're feeding the fire, man. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. It was a pleasure. All right. Michelle Gagne joining us today from uh, 
from he's there. He, he like like I said, I'm becoming more of a conspiracy. Per- Look at all the conspiracies that we heard about COVID. It's crazy. It's just you know. But I'm still fascinated by why people think that way.